0: For me, initially, I was so unhappy in my career and that moved me out of it. That was the first thing is I, I had 10, like I said, only $10,000 saved and I took this massive plunge, but I was so much happier because mm-hmm. I was living a purpose-filled career. I was my own boss. I was helping people crush fitness goals, live healthier lives. Um, it was, and it became, I was hooked. Like I was so addicted to what I had done, and there were months where I struggled. Obviously, there were many months uh, as entrepreneurs. I, I think we all do, and if we didn't have the struggle, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't be where we are today either.
1: Welcome back to the Started Somewhere podcast. I'm your host Ross Alex. Now, today, my friends, I have Rael Graber joining us all the way from Cancun, Mexico. Now, Rael is an international fitness expert she's competed across numerous stages all over the world and even won the Arnold Classic of 2019 she's done some amazing things in the fitness industry and built her own business where she helps new and aspiring fitness enthusiasts how to be healthy how to become bodybuilders and how to take their lives back she comes from the dental industry, actually. She worked as a dental hygienist before she decided to take the plunge into the fitness world. And she has a pretty amazing story, my friends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, Rael, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me here.
1: Hey, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You know, so many times when I do these shows and I chatted up with the guest before. It's like we do the podcast before the podcast. So (laughs) we just chatted up for like 10, 15 minutes already, and I was learning more about you and learning about your story, and I'm super excited to have you here. So thank you so much, and I can't wait to share your story with the listeners out there.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I can't wait to drop some value bombs on your listeners. Yes. So
1: you're (laughs) tuning in from Cancun, Mexico right now. Tell us yes. what Cancun is like right now during this whole uh, COVID-19 deal.
0: Yeah, it's just actually kind of heightened here in the last couple of weeks. Ross, we are in phase three and it has actually gotten like you have to be wearing your masks in the car. Um, the police are stopping people. Beaches have been closed for six weeks um, so numbers are numbers, I feel are still quite low for considering the population of Mexico, but we are all, everybody's, everybody's at home. So really similar. We're, we're not opening up. Like I know some States in the U S are opening up, not us yet, but this has been an incredible opportunity for all of us to grow and learn. And I think that's certainly what I've been doing. I've been really uh, trying to connect with more people and help more people during this time, especially in the fitness and nutrition industry. Nobody wants to come out of COVID, uh, you know, thirty pounds overweight. So, mm.
1: agree, absolutely agree. And it's easy to do that, right? Because <laughs> yeah. everything is closed. In fact, I just saw somebody on Instagram post their local gym opened up, and now you have to actually reserve a workout slot. You can't just walk in right now, right? You got to like, yes. you got to reserve it. But, um, you know, it's it's Crazy. it's interesting though, uh, Rayo, that you're in Cancun, being such a touristy area. I mean, Cancun literally thrives on tourists. And I can only imagine, like they they just must be getting nailed right now. Uh, yes. With everything closed, the resorts are closed, beaches are closed. I mean, it's, un- it's unreal.
0: Yeah, it's really actually been, been, that aspect's been really sad, Ross, and really, like upsetting for me, too. I mean, we've all suffered to some degree. Right. But when you know, the over 75 percent of the economy here is tourist based and every single hotel right now is shut. Every beach hotel mm. shut down and employees literally like sent home. And it's at the discretion of the hotel, whether they're paying or the restaurant or the bar. Right. Think about the the, the greater aspect of all of this, all the transport transportation. Tours, the airport, like mm. everything has been impacted in in the economy, specifically here when it's so heavy tourism based, which is true for all the Caribbean as well. I mean, the Caribbean's right. just taking a huge hit to get cruise ships back in. Like, this is going to be a long,
1: mm. a long
0: journey back, a yeah. long journey
1: back. Absolutely. Now, Rao, for the people that aren't familiar with you or your work, uh, would you mind to give us a brief overview of
0: what you've been able to accomplish over the years? Yeah. Do you want me to start with my professional athletic career? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it from the, from the, from the start. I I just said to Ross, I said, I started at the bottom and I finished at the top and then I launched into being a full-time entrepreneur. So um, yeah, my brief story, I'll I'll try to keep this brief and then I know Ross will dig in on this, but um, in 2007, I was in a thankless career. I was working full-time as a dental hygienist. This was not my passion was like, cleaning garbage off people's teeth. And I knew I had um, some amazing gifts to share with the world. And I decided to embark on uh, a a personal quest to be my best. And I competed in my first ever fitness competition, um, which was fitness, nutrition, wellness. I was always extremely passionate about that field, but it was like, how could I, how could I actually earn an income and travel and, and do all the things that I wanted to do in my life if I didn't have a good career? And remember, this is like this is a long time ago. This was, you know, over, over a decade, 15 years ago. Um, and I, I actually, I went for it. I won that very first year. I earned my professional athlete athlete status, uh, with the IFBB, which in fitness, uh, it was, it was, that's the biggest federation, the only really recognized federation in the world. Um, so I was considered now an IFBB fitness pro and, um, I was only a hundred pounds. I was a little peanut. I had lost like 20 pounds to get on stage. And, um, it was, it was time to just do this. Like my whole world was ignited with this new interest and new passion. And all of a sudden dental hygiene, just, well, I knew right away, like this was not what I wanted to do. So I actually transitioned out of dental hygiene and decided to pursue an athletic career. And I wanted to, um, do some, some work in the fitness and wellness space. And I wasn't sure exactly at that point what it was. Mm. So I just kind of, I just kind of dove in. I was a uh, Canadian working in Bermuda at the time when this transition happened. Um, so obviously like, you know, you can't be living on one of the world's most expensive islands and not have an income. So, um, but I did it. I only, I had $10,000 saved and I had a few clients and I just started to build and grow so fast forward uh 2007 fast forward to 2019 um literally over a decade later and i i i finished at the top last year i won the two largest competitions uh in our in our fitness in the industry uh the arnold sports us and back to back with australia um and for me that like the that was the pinnacle and that was so much it wasn't about me and what could i achieve it was about now this impact that I felt I ha- I had the opportunity to make. Mm-hmm. Um, about five years into my journey, it became, it, it wasn't so much about me. Like at first I was very motivated with like, wow, what can I do to my body and how hard can I push myself? And um, let's see what I can achieve. And then I started to impact and motivate and inspire other people. And that's that was, that's been the greatest part of, of my success for us is actually being able to, provide not just the motivation, inspiration, but the tools and the strategies and to share from my experiences, starting literally at the bottom uh, to finishing at the top, you know, standing on the world's greatest stage with Schwarzenegger, having a conversation. And um, it was, it was a magic, magic moment for me. So now I've transitioned, I've retired 40, 45 professional competitions over a decade. Uh, I've competed on every single continent in the world. And um, I've I've retired at the top and uh, have now pursued uh, my entrepreneurship full full time versus, you know, part time and then competing like training 25 hours a week.
1: Mm. Wow. That's uh, that's quite the journey. (laughs) That's quite the journey. Let's let's dive into it. Right. Because so you said that was it this past year that you won the largest competition of your career?
0: Yes, okay. correct.
1: And that was the the Arnold Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger yes, Arnold, every year for for those for the viewers that don't know, every year, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger does like the Arnold Classic in yes, Ohio, right?
0: In Ohio. You yeah. got it. You got it.
1: Which was canceled this year. It, right? They
0: did have the professional competition, but they canceled the entire expo and the entire event it was it was devastating for that was the start of kind of covid coming in Uh, but it is it's the world's largest um health and fitness event globally uh the the expo is incredible you know every single exhibitor that wants to share a product or education or supplements i mean you see it all there and it's just all the Mm. fans it's a it's a really magic experience
1: Awesome. So you won that last year, but you got started in the fitness industry back in two thousand and seven.
0: Correct. Is that right? That was the year. That was the year I actually earned or won my professional. Right. So we're status. talking. Yes.
1: We're talking thirteen years. Yes. To win the largest competition, right? So for the for the listeners out there, <laughs> success is not an overnight thing, right? It takes years of grind and hustle and. I'm sure that that was a goal of yours when you first got started, like, I want to win the biggest event of the year in my career,
0: and you made it happen. Totally. I was always a dreamer. I was a doer. I was never afraid to work hard. I love hard work, um, and there, you know, there's no better project to invest in and work on than yourself, right? So this was an exciting time, uh, but I, I was also very realistic, and I would set these, you know. It's, smaller goals. That was my whole strategy was every single year, you know, I would hold myself accountable at three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, where do I want to be at the end of this year? And then, you know, the goals and the dreams just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that was obviously that was the the goal at the end, but it was sort of more like a, could you imagine if I could ever finish at the top? Like if Mm. I could be like I remember in two thousand five, sitting in the audience at the Arnold watching the athletes and being like, I wanna do this. You know, I wanna do this someday. And that's that's how all of our ideas start, right? All of our all of our big great achievements start with that that idea or that dream, that believing. Right. And uh, you gotta just run with it. You've gotta stay that consistency of, you know, it's it is, it's it's the marathon, not the sprint and mm-hmm. staying focused on the long term vision.
1: I love it. Absolutely. Consistency is really the key. I tell all new and aspiring entrepreneurs, if you're not going to be consistent, just don't even waste your time because you're going to get smoked in business, right? Because you have to play the long-term game, right? You have to play the long-term game. Um, Yeah. You couldn't
0: have said that. It's so true. And I think we're all, we're all anyone who's an entrepreneur I mean that passion right we're passion-filled purpose-filled people and I think uh also we're all overachievers so you you, you can't drown yourself in that half glass of water you've and with with that with, that's with achieving anything set those small goals have the big vision have the big path dream big get uncomfortable with where you want to go like I, I I always said that too like the thought of me stepping on the Arnold stage as the winner let alone just stepping on the Arnold stage that was uncomfortable right and that's what it's about is you gotta get discomfort get uncomfortable embrace the discomfort Mm -hmm. and set those baby 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 steps that was definitely one of uh it's one of my strategies now that I I implement with my online clients my one-on-one clients um is is helping them put a plan in action. And everybody, everybody goes way too, you know, you think too big in the sense of not that it's not that it's not a good thing to think big when you're planning, right? You need to plan simple, small steps to achieve greatness.
1: Mm, I love it. I love it. Great advice right there. So Raya, let's take it back, right? Because you said that you were working as a dental hygienist, which is not something that you wanted to do. I'm sure you were just doing it for, income purposes right to have a career uh but how did you land into that field right i mean dental like not everybody just goes into the dental industry like how did that come about
0: right i i always well i was science passionate um and i as soon as i graduated that was what what i chose the field i chose to go into so i started on a science degree and then applied into dental hygiene and i actually i i was a hygienist for just uh seven almost seven years like nearly seven years and it was actually like the first handful of years i really did enjoy it um many aspects of it and and then i i started to learn and grow as a as a person and travel and it's like oh my gosh there's so many other things in life that i actually want to do and then my career just didn't spark uh didn't spark that fire in my belly anymore and i i it, it just actually signing up and committing to the fitness competition. um, It went, it was just, I dove all into it. Right. And then the outcome of that, it it literally launched me into like now my greatest passion and my, and my gift. And I think that's also, again, a lot of, a lot of people I coach are in thankless careers and um, I've actually inspired many of them and helped many of them get into Uh, careers they're far more passionate about. And I think we have to listen to that. I feel like in North America, the Canadian American way, you know, as, as you're being raised, your parents pressure you a lot. Like, what do you want to do? What are you going to do? Who are you going to be when you grow up? Right. Mm. And how are we defining who, who are we going to be by our, our careers? Right. And I mean, in Mexico, it's, it's quite different. There's a lot of people that are extremely more passionate about their careers and now it's happening, right? Look at you, look at, like all of us have transitioned. Well, we're starting to transition more towards passion purpose-filled careers and Hey, you know, you can, you can do this. You can like really have six, seven figure incomes following your, your bliss.
1: Absolutely. You know, Life is whatever you want it to be, right? Uh, Just because you go down one career path doesn't mean you have to stay in that career path forever, right? Like that career path doesn't have to define you. Uh, You can change at any time, any point. And you're living proof of that, right? That you can, just like that, change it up and do something that you enjoy doing more, right? Because in life, nobody should ever do anything that they don't enjoy doing, right? Because... Life totally. would it be exciting and fun and it would suck waking up to go to work in the morning? <laughs> yes. But I, I am curious, um, speaking with the former dental hygienist, what was the worst part of that career field?
0: Um the I would say it's that pressure depending on where where you were working, like different dentists had different philosophies, but there was it was a high pressure job in the sense of your the value you brought to your practice your dental practice was based on not necessarily the quality of the work that you did but how much money were you earning for the dentist at the end of the day and i know we all need to earn money we all need to make an income but that's where for me it started to become really thankless because i was a next level hygienist i mean i always did i was i always whatever i'm doing in life i'm gonna be the best at it that's my Mm -hmm. thing i'm gonna like study i'm gonna go take extra courses um i had surgical experience i had anesthetic experience and it just like it wasn't it wasn't really valued and it was it was starting to feel thankless and that i was working in a factory and i could have just put my head in the sand like an ostrich um You know, and maybe some of the people that are listening right now are in those types of careers. And, you know, you have a greater gift and, you know, you have something greater to bring to the world. And you've got to follow that. Like life is way too short. You just you don't need. Again, if you're someone who's ready to define initially your success based on happiness versus income, because the income will come. I promise you that if you're following your passion and you're good at what you do. But, uh, as entrepreneurs, I, I think we all do. And if we didn't have the struggle, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today either.
1: Mm, Absolutely. So at what point did you, at what point from when you quit your job as a dental hygienist, did you start earning money in the fitness industry?
0: As a professional athlete, many years, um, Women in professional athletics are paid far less, as you know, and um, also uh, in the I, type
1: of. I, I don't know, by the way.
0: Oh, you didn't know? No, okay. No. Okay. Tell us. Uh, well, you know, there is, there are some. There's some great movements happening, right? And we're seeing more female coaches professionally, right? With NBA, for example, we're seeing things like that, and uh, women in sport are being paid more and more um, money. Abby Wambach is a great movement with for that, um, but. Uh, in my p- particular sport, um, when I first got started, you know, the at the top of the top, you know, the men, the men, might win four hundred thousand U.S. at the top, and the women are paid, uh, you know, twenty twenty thousand dollars. So there's uh, a massive, yeah, we have a, there's a mass, It's messed up. A massive discrepancy. Um, now things are changing. there are there's some movement in our in our division, our sport particularly, which is great for women where they're starting to have to level out the playing field because women are starting to speak up. We're selling more tickets than the men. you know, the men are coming to see the women too mm. and not having that um, respect within the industry. So as a professional athlete, there was no income earned until, oh my gosh, year year seven, maybe, I want to say it was all spend. You know, if you want to compete in Germany, you have to fly yourself to Germany or you have a sponsor that kicks in a little bit. But you have to start somewhere with even to be recognized by a sponsor. Right. You mm. can't just expect all of these things. Um, and then I, I started I had my plan to transition into, you know, having my my own business in the fitness industry, which started as personal training. Uh, nutrition. I had I had studied. I had all my certifications. Uh, when I was a hygienist, I was doing all of this. So I started earning just a small amount of money with having a handful of clients, and then training myself. My job would be from nine to eleven in the morning. I would get up. I would go to the gym and train, and then I had work. You know, I had my my clients that I was managing and juggling. So I took I mean a massive pay cut. But Mm. then I noticed that happy factor, right? All of a sudden, I'm like, I don't care anymore about this. Like, this is all going to come together. I'm going to work hard. I have faith in this. But um, my happiness is through the roof right now. I love what I'm doing. And that spread like wildfire. That's the thing is, if you're if you're passionate about what you're doing, and you're really focused on those client centered relationships, people like talk about you and how amazing you are. I mean, when I was living in Bermuda, that's that's what happened. And then I moved to, I moved actually after that to Barbados and I started helping pr- primarily women get into like rocking shape and like their husbands, right? Their husbands, every, and it was amazing because people would come up to me and say, you're that, you're that girl, you're that girl that helped so-and-so. Oh my gosh, like here, can you give me a call? You know, I'd like, love to speak to you. And it just started to it grew. I mean, it was within literally within uh, four years. And I had a client base of ninety nine zero ninety 90 people. Wow.
1: That's incredible. I was
0: helped, but it was from, it was all just, it was my heart work. You know, my heart, I, I had the, I had the paper experience on paper um, and then looking at now Ross, my, the way, you know, my coach, my coaching um, it's so, my experiences have been literally dripped into every single client that i coach and i think people a lot of people now they work with me not because of my credentials they work with me uh on paper they work with me because they know i've been where they want to go and i know how to get them there and that's been just incredibly powerful i'm so thankful that i jumped in and i think we all need to think like that if you're an entrepreneur listening to this you know, I hope that really resonated. That's a that's a value bomb right there. I wish I would have knew that sooner, Ross, in my career. If if I would have embraced sooner all of those, and I was learning as I went, but I was really hard on myself. Like I wanted it faster, faster, faster. We're le- every single day is that opportunity to learn and grow, and that's going to impact right the next step for you. So mm. those it's incredibly valuable to actually go through the experiences yourself.
1: Mm, Absolutely. And I think that expands to all industries. Um, You got to hire a coach like point blank period. If you want to get on the fast track to success, you want to make millions of dollars. You have to have a coach, right? The most successful people in the world have coaches. uh, And you need to have a coach as well. And a lot of people think that they're exempt, right? They want to learn the hard way. They want to go to school of hard knocks and Unfortunately, for those type of people, it takes 10 times the amount of time to get to where they want to go than just getting on that fast track. Yeah. So for all the listeners out there, hire a coach, right? Hire (laughs) a coach, somebody to hold you accountable. Now, Raya, I'm very interested and intrigued by the amount of places that you've lived, right? So I want to talk about that a little bit. How did you go from living in Canada, right? By the way, shout out to Canada. Much love for Canada. What <laughs> Hello, what city all of in Canada? Our Canadian
0: listeners. I was uh Al- I was in Alberta. I okay. uh, lived in spent time between Northern Alberta where I was born in Grand Prairie and then I studied and worked as a hygienist in Calgary. Mm, okay. Yeah. The mountains. Mountain yeah. mountain city. Much love
1: to the Canadians. <laughs> so how do you go from living in Canada to living in Bermuda, right? To very very different places
0: totally uh, again started with a dream and realized I wasn't happy I was living I, I mean nothing against Canada I'm so proud to be Canadian and when I go home I love to be uh, I love to be in Canada in the summertime uh, I was not a winter person and it was actually starting to really impact the quality of my life uh, mm. my my mood my ability I love to be active obviously with fitness and I would like want to hibernate in the winters so I started taking uh, contract dental work like a woman would go on maternity leave for nine months I would fill her fill her job and then I would literally take off for like six months and go travel and then come back and do this all again and I finally was like that's it what am I doing I need to get out of here like this is not working Like just identifying that i don't i'm 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 not a tree i'm not stuck in the ground like what why am i coming back and then like why do i feel like i'm stuck so i i took a plunge and i did take a a job as a dental hygienist for my first move and i was able they facilitated my all my immigration requirements my work permit they found me a place to live so anyone considering that it's really a lot easier to go over don't just you know go over and you know, not have something lined up that took a lot Mm. of the stress off, but that also started the move, the whole, that started the whole movement. Um, dental hygiene was not as lucrative in Bermuda, uh, as it was in Alberta. Like I, I took a, I lost over 50% of my income to make that move. But again, that was part of it. That was like part of the boldness of me saying, what's more important to me that I'm pursuing the quality of life that I want, not, i'm not being defined i'm not defining my success by the dollars in my bank account
1: right so what was it like moving to a completely new country
0: um, well you know we we were just chatting you've been to bermuda the beautiful pristine island of bermuda i mean it was it was absolutely the one of like it was the most exhilarating thing at that time i'd ever done i was 20 like 6 years old uh, so big move, you know, big move from a small town Alberta girl. I grew up in a community of like 2500 people <laughs> and took this big, bold move. and that was it, Ross ignited, never never looked back. Um, Bermuda is a was a great first move uh, for me because or anyone considering jumping over if you want to move somewhere uh, that has a huge expat community. so you you jump into Dubai or you jump into, uh, Bermuda, like Zurich, Switzerland as well. Like there's some places that really, they they have a high uh, percentage of their population are expats that come in and take jobs. And you n- immediately meet and network and um, there's people there from all over the world. So I was like the yes girl. I, I didn't say no to anything. I mm. just started making all kinds of friends and um, jumping in. And that's where that ignited actually starting to, I hired every coach I could in the ind- the fitness industry uh the, every coach I needed and I started training for that first competition there because it was the it was just yeah. all the perfect opportunity
1: it, it so no fear at all right no fear right? because it, most people moving to a new country i mean there has to be a little bit of fear like you you, you yeah. don't know anyone you don't know where to go get groceries right or where like Were were any of those thoughts going through your head or you just, you didn't care at the time or I'm just so curious. like?
0: No, big time. I think fear, fear is something I talk about so much. And I coach my clients through fear. Fear stops a lot of us. Uh, It certainly had stopped me as well in life. And I think you get to that point where like for me, I, there were risks. I knew that. And um, I was, there was that element of me that was like, afraid, but the the thought of what was on the other side of it was far greater than all of those things. What's the worst thing that happens? I come home, you know, I've come back, I lose, I lose some money, you know, it was a big deal. Cause I, when I went over there, I actually sold, like I sold my car, I sold, you know, I was living a good life in Canada as a full-time dental hygienist. I packed up everything I owned, went into four hockey bags and I moved. That was it. But I actually, that was it. I never went I never went back. And I think it's important. That was, like, such a good – that was the start for me of realizing what's on the other side of fear was the best thing I had ever done. And that just – that started the movement for me of, like, everything. Every single decision that I make in my life now was actually based off that first that first move at such a young age.
1: Yeah. I, it's it's really bold, you know. I, I, <laughs> and I, I, I envy that you're, you know, yes. that bold to just – Move to a new country, right? Because um, not many people would be willing to do that for their dreams and their passion, and which is very, very admirable. Now, after Bermuda, Thank you said you. that you went to Barbados, and I know that you've lived in other countries. How, how many countries have you actually lived in?
0: I've lived in four countries. I've traveled to 64 countries. I was, I was on a quest to hit 100 before I turned 40. That was the goal. Um, but 64, I feel incredibly blessed with that. Um, I, I, I decided to not purchase property. Uh, I decided to not get into like a ton of financial commitments that my finances were gonna go towards uh, travel and adventure and personal growth and discovery. And um, it's, it's just been like the most valuable experiences that I could have ever had, has have been doing, doing traveling, seeing the world. I, I, I really, we're not trees. And I mean, I have to say that again, because I think we all get into our lives and our bubbles and our financial obligations. Um, and I get it, now I'm a home, I did purchase a home. I have my company here in Cancun Um, so now I do have other financial obligations where I have to think about things. I can't just jump on a plane for three months. You know, I have to think about the mortgage and the expenses. So I, I really encourage like every single person. I know a lot of Americans and Canadians don't have passports, like get the passport and just go, go Mm. for it.
1: Yeah. The, the passport for me, I I got my first passport like two years ago and I don't know why I never had one before, but it's such a it's such an easy process, right? I made it to be, like, this big deal. And it was like I went to a library. They right. had me fill out paperwork, and then it came in the mail, like, two weeks later. I was like, now nah, I can travel, you know?
0: And you've um, got it. And so yeah. many people in the world can't even leave their countries, Ross, let alone get a – I mean, being an American or being a Canadian, like – we don't have to, we don't need visas. Most places we can just, if we do need a visa, we get it on demand. Hi, I'm an American. Hi, I'm a Canadian. Okay. Pay your $30. Here's your visa. Mm. Like so many people would die to be able to have the privilege of actually being able to have a passport like that. So go for it. Mm. I mean, go for it. There's nothing more exciting. I I thrive off of that experience of being dropped into a country. I mean, I've been to some like really remote places through africa and um you know anywhere you anywhere you drop in india like you don't speak the language you can't read the language you know you're you're on the subway trying to fig- it's it's awesome right you have to like it puts in perspective how great your life is like at home and all the amenities we have access to as north americans um on so many different levels so mm. get a passport go for it
1: <laughs> what is your favorite country that you've been to
0: Oh oh my gosh. I couldn't, I couldn't narrow it down. Um, I did, I traveled a lot with, with Arnold, uh, on the, on the tours as well. And we had the opportunity to see some really cool places. Uh, I competed in South Africa, uh, with him and then jumped on to Namibia, uh, which was really wild. I went sandboarding in the desert there. Um, Tanzania, Uganda, I did the gorillas in Uganda. I mean, these are some epic adventures. Magic Thailand. Um, the Buddhist culture and uh, the Thai food. Oh my gosh. Um, it, you know, just I've had like I couldn't say. I couldn't you say. Couldn't those say. Are, some that, about, those okay, are some How about Okay, how about this? Me. How
1: about this? What is the worst country that you've ever been to? <laughs> like you did um, not like it at all.
0: Again, I like i always find something in that come on there has to be
1: one country that you're like get me out of here
0: well no i did i did six weeks in india um i went out on a volunteer dental project actually so i started and by the time i left india like my i was so i did it i did it hard too like i would travel india for and probably like every two weeks i would get a place with like air conditioning and a hot shower like I did India hard and um when I left there I was like get me out!" like that was I was done I was done done I had infused every single thing out of the culture that I could I was just like let's my my hands were (laughs) so stained I'll never forget looking at my hands on the plane and they were just like all stained with curry from eating with my hands um oh my gosh it was and I looked at the passport actually I had a it was a huge epiphany for me sitting on the flight that day looking at my passport and uh I had a moment because there were so many like people I had connected with there and children when I was doing volunteer work that had reached out like just take me home with you bring me back bring me to Canada with you you know I can cook and I was oh my god like this is and just that appreciation for like I have this Canadian passport, like this is my, like, I was born into just having this as a privilege. Mm. Um, it was ne- a next level experience. So as much as like, I, I don't, I can never say I hated India, but I, I was ready to go. But India taught me some of the most valuable life lessons, um, gratitude, humility, mm. uh, a basic appreciation for water and food, like those kinds of things. Another level space, like the, it. the, the way people live, how close, like where you feel like you can't breathe. Like I remember I was trying to go for a run. I got to Goa on the beach. I was like, great, I can go for a run. And I, you know, back then we had iPods with the, all the, you know, so you stick and I'm trying to run and there's nowhere literally that was what I blogged about nowhere to run like things we don't even think about as Canadians, Americans, right. Mm. You, uh, you, that type of how could you live that way? So travel guys value valuable
1: no absolutely that that's an incredible lesson right there because sometimes it takes people to see the other side of things to realize what they have and people just just take it for granted you know like even with this covid situation yes we may be at stay at home order on stay at home order but we have zoom right we have air conditioning, we have our cell phones and Netflix and some parts of the world, they don't have that stuff, you know? So
0: totally, it's uh, gratitude.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think it's good. I think that's also, it drips into your mindset every day. Like when you wake up with that winning mindset and that's something I talk about a lot on my Instagram and I talk to my clients about, like you can choose to win in life every day or you can choose to be defeated. And those experiences actually, like, how am I not winning in life every day, right, where you really start, like you said, you're grateful, just tapping into gratitude for those basic things you have. Every day you wake up, like, the things that make our days not great. Oh, you know, I got a flat tire today, Where, you know, like, come on, right? It really shakes things up, and it puts it into perspective. And I mean, I, I can't wait every single day in my life, I, I fly of bed, I can't wait to get up and make an impact in, in, mm. uh, that day. And that's travel has definitely influenced uh, the way I think about my my days and how I coach my clients.
1: Mm. Ray, let's talk about one of the most challenging times that you had to go through during your career. Like if you took a look back at your professional fitness career specifically, um, you know every career has ups and downs and it's a roller coaster to success, but what was like one of the toughest times for you where you were like, whoa, like I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, if there was one.
0: Right, no, there were several. <laughs> the one that actually jumps out at me the most was I, it was about halfway into my career and I I went through a painful divorce and it was very, very, it wasn't, the, it was the divorce at the time I did not want um and it was full of betrayal and at that point my athletic career was on the up and business was going great i was happy loving my life uh, but my whole world fell apart personally so from the outside in it looked like i was just crushing it and things were going well um and i was i was devastated i mean the way that i was living and how i was um having to uh continue to persevere through the darkness and the pain. And fitness actually became my light. Fitness was my tool to get up every day and have a goal. And I signed contracts. I was like, I will compete in Brazil. I will compete in Toronto. Like I'm gonna stay focused and stay committed. I really isolated myself. I didn't um, have much of a social life at all. I just focused on um, competing. And this was the first time I won a competition. In 2013, I won the Arnold Brazil, um, and in Rio de Janeiro, and it was a—I had a massive breakthrough, epiphany moment, like where that changed. That moment changed my life. In the middle of this dark, dark, dark time, I was suffering so much personally. I invest all my energy, all my passion, all my focus into showing up and. I I was always there to win, you know, in my in my head. It wasn't like, oh, I hope I get ninth place. You know, I was like, I'm going to bring my best and I'm here to win and I'm going to have a great time and enjoy this entire experience. And I I won, you know, I won. I never placed higher than maybe fourth or fifth at a competition. Uh, And I went back to back. I flew from Brazil. I went to Toronto and I competed in Toronto and I won again. And then I flew back to Barbados and I moved out. I moved all my things like this was really in the middle of all of this darkness, Mm. um, massive, like that was it. I was ignited and I, the lessons that were learned in that dark time, you know, and a husband at the time that was saying like, you'll never make it without me. Um, you'll be back in the dental hygiene world in Canada, have a nice life. And, um, having someone that believed in me so much in the beginning actually just try to blow me up. Um, and that ignited, that actually ignited me more, that motivated me more. And then when I won, it was like my career from that point on I invested everything in it and it just, boom, it just really, it really, it took off. Mm. So you can't quit. I mean, those, I feel honest, every single obstacle that is being thrown at us, is an opportunity for growth it's a massive opportunity in the harder that it is the the more pain you feel like the suffering I mean I was it was it was bad um, and that was when I actually achieved like my greatest at the time my greatest achievements ever came to be so we can't we can't uh, we can't quit we can't That actually the resilience that was developed from me going through that, like nothing else in my life has actually shaken me since then. Cause that shook me. Like, that's when I was like, I will never let another human being, not that I wasn't capable of like loving someone again, but I will never let someone else ever in my life or any experience actually do this to me again. Like, that's how devastated I was. Like it took me that long to work through that. And I got strong. I got resilient. I empowered so many women through that experience as well. And I'm so thankful for that divorce. (laughs) Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's always easy for us to look back and obviously you're out of those times right now. So it's easy, you know, it's easy for us to look back on our, our tough times and say, well, we made it, you know, yada, yada, yada. And here's what we took from it. But when we're going through it, it's like, end of the world like the emotions like the physical uh effects of those tough times those hard times you know it's 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 hard for a lot of people to continue to push through and be resilient especially if they don't have something like you had like you had fitness but not everybody has their thing so what advice would you give to people that they don't have their thing yet Right. And they're going through a tough time and a dark place and, you know, they don't have a vice.
0: I think no, that's an awesome question. I was very thankful at that time for for fitness. Um, Ours was another level, too. Like we had to get our body fat percentage under five percent to step on stage. So for anyone who doesn't know the sport that I did professionally for 12 years, it's like we have a physique round where you're just shredded. And you have your muscles, you know, you're lean. And then we have a fitness routine where we have to do strength moves and gymnastics. It's like a gymnastics routine on Red Bull being that lean, that lean for two minutes. So then we're we're scored on. That's how our scoring is broken down. So this was like, I mean, this was next level mentally. Like you can't go have a donut. You can't go have a burger pizza like you because you're going through a divorce. Like it Mm. is, it is game time. Um, I honestly this is where fitness for me, what, when you're going through a hard time, what is the one thing you can control? The only thing it's yourself, like ultimately finding your passion or, or doing something that's positive or productive for you. What I put in my body and getting up every day and going and exercising and feeling good about myself. Like if you haven't embarked on your fitness journey, this is an incredible time just to get started. Um, if fitness isn't your thing, it's, It's an incredible opportunity for a fresh self-discovery too. you know, like go what we all have things we wish we had time for that we want to do, make it happen, go for it, you know, throw yourself in and stay positive and stay distracted through those, those pain points, you know, but I think fitness and nutrition, I mean, I got to say, Ross, it's it's how empowering was that to be going through a painful divorce, you know, husband's leaving, there's a brand new woman coming in and I am like in the best shape at the, you know, feeling amazing, looking amazing, not feel, you know, but I'm competing uh, globally and I'm crushing it with my, my own career and I'm not eating myself into a 30 pound weight gain where, you know, you go into this deep, dark depression. Sure. I was going in, I was in a depression, but I was actually taking control of what I could in my life at that time.
1: You got to become the best version of yourself basically, right?
0: Yeah. We all have our, like, don't get, I mean, don't get me wrong. There were days where um, I didn't train, you know, and I didn't, I wasn't that version and I just needed to stay in bed. But then the next day I was like, all right, it's go time. I'm not resting again today. Mm. Like hold yourself accountable to, to that. And I really encourage, I've worked with, that story has actually brought me to a lot of, a lot of women that are, have massive pain points and, and are suffering. And I've, been able to successfully infuse you know fitness and nutrition into their lives and create a strategy for them that they win and that is some of them have come out to my global reach my international retreats and it's so empowering to see like for me to see the confidence that comes from this type of transformation that's so much deeper than I just lost 30 pounds right or um I wanted to put on some muscle and get strong it's like you know I have I got out of an abusive relationship or, you know, whatever that pain point was where they've, I've helped them empower themselves Mm. through fitness and nutrition and to come out rocking those skinny jeans and you know, all that confidence and
1: that attitude. Like it's, I just,
0: that's, that's why I do what I do. I Mm -hmm. mean, I just get goosebumps because of, I went through that. I had, I had that, partner that was like you're never going to make it without me like you're pathetic and yeah watch me you know watch me and i that's where fitness and nutrition it's absolutely changed my life become a metaphor like this healthy lifestyle of how i live it's become a metaphor of how i live my life and i love there's nothing more rewarding for me than being able to impact someone's life positively like that
1: Mm, awesome stuff so let's talk about what you're currently doing. So you retired from competing, that, that part of your career is over. And now you're focused on helping people get healthy, live better lives and pursue careers in bodybuilding as well. I would assume
0: some of them, most of the athletes I coach, uh, I have a handful, like I only coach 15 people at once on my team because of the type of work that I do. There's a lot of one on one work, uh, phone calls and um, strategies, right? It's not just I want a meal plan, I want a diet and I want a training program. It's like, well, what's going to work for you? Like, like your lifestyle, like Ross, I know you're you're a new dad, you have a beautiful baby girl, you are busy. Um, Mm. I'm going to have to get to know you, right? I want to get to know everything about what time do you get up? What, what's your, you know, what window do you have to train? Let's talk about your dietary lifestyle. Your, do you know how to food prep and then creating strategies to help them manage? A lot of my clients are corporate, very busy, 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 busy people that feel like they're killing it professionally, but then, uh, personally their health goals are in the backseat of their life. And those are people that are power people. How can they be failing like that? So creating really successful scheduling strategies, goals. Um, and then I also, I, I do that one-on-one with with clients. I also have fitness retreats or getaways. I call them Royale fitness getaway. Um, and that's where I have clients come in and work with me in person in a small group setting. So it's kind of like a mastermind next level. Only six people, very... Um, very intensive, very personal, and um, it's all part of that entire experience of leveling up in your life, in your entire life, taking control, getting out of the backseat of your life and getting into the driver's seat of your life. One of those events a year I do is for athletes that compete in my division, and that's my opportunity. I bring in coaches. I have um, all kinds of amazing, talented people that I work with on my team. And we specifically coach that group of 12 athletes for that sport. Mm. Uh, But the other events are, I've got Jordan on the lineup for 2021. I'm on Jordan. I've got Tulum, uh, Mexico, Cancun, Mexico. I'll be heading to Bali in the fall, 2021 because it's all been canceled uh postponed uh this year Mm. um and it's it's a luxury experience as well you know you stay in great villas and we do live cooking and literally all aspects of living a healthy lifestyle and your mindset you know you got to be dialed in here uh are covered it's the full submersion the full monty
1: (laughs) i love it so no no fast food during (laughs) during these what was the last time you've had fast food. I'm out of curiosity.
0: You know what? I, I am a huge burger fan. I love, but not a greasy burger Ross. Like it can't be a McDonald's burger. It's gotta be like a, a good quality, you know, beef burger. So that actually happens every Saturday. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. So it's not all, it's not all, uh,
1: training days. Like you do have your, you do have your burger days. I like it.
0: Totally. I mean, and that's, also dripped into my coaching philosophy to balance moderation hey having a glass of wine um, mm. the the drinks i mean it all it's just about empowering yourself with the knowledge right like it's not it's never a diet there's no right or wrong way to do something it's about establishing a dietary lifestyle for you that really works and a, a fitness lifestyle right this has to work for you And when you slip and slide from that, you feel horrible. So when you can really connect to the deeper purpose of why you're doing something, I mean, you're never going to maintain it. If it's like I want to rock my six pack for the beach in August, uh, if that's your only goal and you're not connected to how amazing you're feeling or those deeper reasons of your health, maybe, you know, being a healthy dad and watching your daughter thrive, you know, being a badass grandpa, <laughs> mm. all of these things. Like, if there's not that deeper connection to why you're doing it, 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 it fails. And that's those are the clients I actually love to get. Those are the clients I love to help. Um, are the clients that have had the fails? Like, I'm tired of the fast fix. I'm tired. I'm tired of like the diet. Teach me how to eat. How to learn. Um, how can I? I see you going out every Saturday or whatever, and you eat burgers and ice cream. Like, how do you do that? You know, so it's, it's really, it's, it's having the knowledge uh, and my, mm. my philosophy is so much more based on teaching you versus telling you or instructing you. Uh, and that's changed in the beginning. I used to instruct, you know, when I first started as a coach, I didn't have the knowledge and have the experience. So I'm like, okay, here you go. Here's your meal plan. Here's your training program. And I wouldn't actually dive in. And if you're building a house on quicksand, it's going to fall apart. So we have to start with the foundation right? And work up with the daily habits.
1: I love it. Awesome stuff. Now, Rael, there's (laughs) going to be a lot of people that want to connect with you, right? They're going to want to hit you up, check out your programs, check out your work. What's the best place for them to do that?
0: Absolutely. I hope hope all of you want to connect. Instagram, Rael Fitness, R-Y-A-L-L Fitness. Facebook, same thing. And my website, raelgraber.com. So you can check me out I've got a great blog that I'm uh, dropping all kinds of content on recipes and healthy lifestyle and mindset. Um, Every day I'm on my stories. I'm committed to showing up for my followers and making an impact, you know? Mm -hmm. So even if you're not looking to hire a coach, please jump on and um, check me out because I promise I I will be dripping positivity into your life every single day.
1: I love it, I love it. And uh, (laughs) I ask every guest the same question. Uh, and I'd like to extend that to you, if that's okay.
0: Please do, All yes. All right.
1: You ready for it? I'm ready. All right. In your entire life so far, what has been the absolute best advice that you've ever received?
0: Oh, don't quit. Don't mm. quit. You can't quit on yourself. How many times we w- we want to quit? And you can't quit. Even times where I thought, I'm quitting. I'm throwing in the towel. This is it. Uh, you just can't quit what lies within you is so much greater than what lies in front of you and you can't quit commit to commit to knowing that you're in a massive growth uh, opportunity right now and the resilience that you're developing this is stuff that's gonna take you above and beyond in your life personally professionally don't ever quit on yourself
1: don't quit great advice simple powerful now, Ryle, I'm gonna hit you up when I'm down in Cancun, so don't act like you don't know me, all right? I'm
0: gonna you down. know, I'm gonna take you on a, a fitness slash fiesta. We'll, we'll, we'll arrange a special tour for you.
1: Ooh, I love it. Hey, I'm booking the flight as soon as this stuff is over. I'll be down there. Ryan it was a pleasure Training to have. It was a pleasure <laughs> to have you on the show. Enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Thank you. All right. All right. And that wraps up episode 26 of the started somewhere podcast. Huge. Thank you to Rael for joining and sharing her story with us. And a huge thank you to all the listeners that keep coming back to each and every single episode. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Now, if you do enjoy the show and haven't already given us some feedback, please do so subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next episode. And I'll see you in the next one. Take care.